Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for listening. November is National Diabetes Month in the United States, and this year, the messaging is about pre-diabetes. Well, here are some alarming numbers in my conversation with Dr. Griffin Rogers. He is the director of the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, one of the National Institutes of Health. But there's also some good news to be had here. You can actually, in many cases, reverse pre-diabetes before it becomes full-blown type 2 diabetes, something no one wants to live with. Here's the conversation in full and unedited. Thanks again for listening. Dr. Rogers, can you start by just giving us a little background on you and tell us why we're talking? Um, I believe this is uh, National Diabetes Month in November, and uh, boy, uh, Oklahoma has an, an issue there. But go ahead and give us a little of your background. No, absolutely. Yeah, so my name is uh, Dr. Griffin Rogers, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, and I'm the director of the National Institute of Diabetes, Digestive, and Kidney Diseases at the NIH here in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, As you point out, November is National Diabetes Month. Uh, In this particular year, we want to raise awareness to a serious condition that people may not be aware of, that is prediabetes. Prediabetes is a a precursor of diabetes where your blood sugar levels are higher than normal, but they're not yet high enough yet to be diagnosed uh, as type 2 diabetes. Now, there are about 34.8 million Americans that are diagnosed with diabetes, but according to the CDC, more than one in three U.S. adults has prediabetes. That's 88 million people, uh, and the vast majority of them don't know that they have it because oftentimes it's not associated with symptoms. But studies show that if you have prediabetes, you have about a 50% chance of developing diabetes over the next five to 10 years. Okay, I'm not a math guy, but if about a third of the population has prediabetes and half of them are going to have diabetes, that's what, a sixth of the population. So that's a lot of people. That's, you know, um, almost 20%, a little low 20%, but my point being, wow. Major problem, and I don't know if you have any figures specifically on Oklahoma, doctor, but I, I do know that diabetes is um, fairly ubiquitous in this state, and uh, that's very unfortunate. So, what is absolutely? In fact, I do have some information on Oklahoma if you're interested. No, please go. About, and we get this information from the Centers for Disease Control, who's responsible for surveillance. <laughs> Oklahoma, the number of people diagnosed with prediabetes is about seven point four percent which is right around the national median of 7.4%. On the other hand, as you properly indicated, Oklahoma, the number of people with diabetes 
is 10.9%. You rank 11th of the 50 states in terms of the prevalence of, of uh, diabetes. Uh, and what's driving all this, uh, as you were doing your math, is really the, the obesity epidemic that we see in this country. And there, Oklahoma has a prevalence of about 36%, uh, and it's ranked 10th in the country. And so that's what's really drive. That's the major driver of all this. It's not only a risk factor for diabetes, but also for prediabetes and heart disease. And I mean, we, can, we can go down the we can go down the list of. Um, yeah. it, it is yeah. not good to be carrying extra weight. Uh, by, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're we're talking with Dr. Griffin Rogers. He is director of the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. Well, you got a lot of irons in the fire, brother. That is one of the 27 institutes that make up the National Institutes of Health. I don't think a lot of people know how that works. Me among them. But um, but I do know that that means you know what you're talking about. And what are, you know, other than, okay, let's not be overweight, what is the best way to prevent this? Well, uh, that's that's really the case. I mean, so you know, I've, we've talked about all these large numbers and and sort of painted a you know the uh, the stark picture. But the good news is that healthy by making healthy lifestyle changes, it is possible to prevent type two diabetes and even re- in certain instances reverse the numbers if you do have prediabetes. Just taking small steps to consume healthier foods and drinks becoming more active and losing weight, uh, getting enough sleep and, and, and managing stress are ways to uh, manage or, or reverse prediabetes. We're certainly preventing it from becoming type 2 diabetes, uh, and we know about the complications that type 2 diabetes has. Right. I mean, uh, there are implications for your eyes, for your extremities, um, all kinds of things, and, and you know, your heart. What um, yeah. what are some of the signs of, of prediabetes? Like if I'm looking for it in my loved one and thinking, man, I got to talk them into getting to the doctor, and I want to and I want to tell them, hey, you're you've, you're exhibiting this and this, and those I'm told are signs of prediabetes. I don't want to have to be shooting insulin into you every day. Uh, what should we look for? How how can we recognize it? Well, you know, unlike diabetes, where the blood sugar has been elevated oftentimes for, you know, for some period of time before a diagnosis is made, that elevation in the blood sugar in them leads to symptoms and signs like increased thirst and increased urination and fatigue uh, and poor wound healing, for example. And uh, and, um, you know, in, in certain instances, you could have numbness and, you know, there are, are visible signs that, that people uh, come to their attention and it causes them to see their health care provider. With prediabetes, the blood sugar levels aren't as high and oftentimes those symptoms aren't present. What is present, however, are risk factors. And the risk factors that says you may be at risk for having prediabetes, even absent symptoms, and you should check this out when you see your healthcare provider is being overweight or obese, being 45 years of age or older, having a parent or sibling with diabetes. So if your parent, your parents have it or your older brother has it, you should be checked out. And then certain racial and ethnic groups are also at increased risk. African Americans, American Indians, um, 
Asian and Pacific Islanders, for example, Native Hawaiians, uh, these are populations at greater risk. Is that because of a genetic predisposition or is that because of, you know, just cultural factors, the type of food eaten, the, the amount of exercise gotten, a combination of both, or do we know? I think it's going to be a combination of many of those factors. Some of those things are being teased out now. Certainly because it runs in these risks, there are so-called genetic risk factors, which contribute a small amount uh, to the risk. Um, but what really is driving this is overweight and obesity. And unfortunately, those populations have high prevalence of obesity. Um, these populations, uh, you know, also may live in circumstances where they don't have uh, access to fresh fruits and vegetables, um, uh, you know, and mm. may not live in communities where it's easy to get adequate amount of, of, of physical uh, exercise uh, in a safe environment. And, and fresh, healthy food. You know, people um, in, in many areas of our country live on fast food. And, and mm -hmm. you know, chips and bags of junk that they get at the, the local grocery store, but they don't go to the, the produce section. And in some cases, may not have access to a store that right. has a, pro, a produce section and has fresh meat and, and, and stuff like that that's available and affordable. And they got to have transportation sure. to get. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. So I, I totally get what you're saying. That's absolutely right. Um, doctor, what's uh, what's it been like to, to deal, you know, it's like COVID has taken over everything in the world, and so every other disease has sort of taken a back seat. And unfortunately, none of them have stopped happening. The heart disease, kidney disease, liver disease, diabetes, still, you know, as prevalent as ever, hasn't reduced any, I don't think. So uh, right. has it made it more difficult to get the messaging out and to get people to, th you know, go visit their doctors and take care of these things? Yeah. Well, you know, your point really raises a couple of points. And, and let me first thank you for that question, because number one, if you have diabetes or if you're overweight or obese, those are major risk factors for being infected with COVID uh, and not only being infected, but actually suffering the more severe complications like hospitalizations, ICU admissions, and death. And so I would really urge your listeners that if they have diabetes, um, that if they haven't been vaccinated, uh, to be vaccinated, primary and secondary. And in fact, if you've been vaccinated, even if you're eligible considering uh, getting a booster shot based upon the, all the science and the information that we've learned. But the other point that, that you've made um, is that these numbers that I estimated in terms of the prevalence of obesity and diabetes and other things, these are all based upon numbers in the pre-COVID uh, uh, state. And so it is quite likely that, you know, um, people haven't been exercising as much as they should. People's choices in foods and the availability of foods have been different. And so those numbers may actually be much higher uh, than, than what we talked about. But, you know, once we get this um, the COVID uh, pandemic under control, these conditions, these chronic and costly and consequential conditions are still there uh, and they're going to have to be dealt with. Uh, and so that's why we use the month of November every year to raise awareness about diabetes in this circumstance, pre-diabetes, 
And again, I want to thank you for having me on your show to to bring this to your listeners' attention. No, it's it's important stuff, and I like like I said, it's it's definitely germane here in Oklahoma. You know, um, we we do have an issue with obesity, and and correspondingly, an, an issue with diabetes. No no doubt about it. And and I think it's 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 obvious. It seems obvious to me. I mean, we've seen we've got a medical marijuana program in Oklahoma. They have been doing fantastic business. The liquor stores have been doing fantastic business. The pizza places or whatever, the fast food joints that figured out how to do delivery have been going great guns. In other words, I, I would imagine that you're exactly right. A lot of folks have, during the pandemics, turned to comfort foods and you know substances that make them feel better or, or you know self-medicating to get through all this. And it's probably exacerbated some of these problems that, that like you said, were in in existence long before COVID ever came and will be here when COVID is please Lord soon in the rearview mirror. So doctor, you, you've been awesome. Um, and I know I'm kind of running over my time and I don't want to be rude about it. Even though I am a greedy person, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to pretend I'm not. Um, so I'll ask you if there's anything else, you know, that you'd like to, to, uh, talk about before we wrap up. Sure. I just want to, uh, thank you again for inviting me. And if your listeners would like to have more information, they can visit our website at niddk.nih.gov, or they can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at NIDDKGov. Okay, you said that really fast. NIDDK.NHI.GOV. Exactly. You got it. Okay, NIH, not NHI, National Institutes of Health, Russ. Come on. That's correct. Yeah, I'm the only one who calls myself Russ, by the way. Oh, that's not true. My wife does. Uh, my last interview was we, we got into this whole thing about, are you Russ or Russell? I'm just typing this out and, and wasting your time while I'm looking at it. Okay, yep, there it is. N-I-D-D-K. Say Nora Ida David David King dot N-I-H for National Institutes of Health dot gov because it is a governmental agency and look there's a picture of the director of the niddk griffin p rogers md and it's been a pleasure talking with you sir uh thank you very much and uh please stay safe out there and, and hopefully we'll visit again soon same to you mr mills thanks for having me and uh, have a great day a pleasure all right bye-bye you've been listening to krmg in-depth the podcast I'm always looking for stories about the people, places, and politics of Oklahoma. I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG News team. The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.